Hey there, I'm Luke, and this is Designedly, a podcast documenting the journey of finding intention and purpose and making or doing things that you're passionate about. So welcome to the official episode one. I'm so glad that you made it. I am really going to try to make this an entertaining time and something that is easy to listen to, little inspiring, little encouraging, and really dive deep into well, the topic for today, which is the SANS project. Um, This episode is going to be focused as well, I should mention, on just the structure and just the idea of SANS and not the commercial. So if you're interested in the commercial, stay tuned. I am very excited to talk about that one too, but that will be devoted to an entirely different episode. So for right now, we're just focused on why you should be downloading and using SANS in your life. So Let's dive in. So basically, first thing that you should know, in case you don't know anything about Liquid or anything about me, Sans is, it's a, it's a font. It, Sans is a font that is designed to be sort of a game changer in terms of what a font is, how it's built, and what it can do. And you might be like, well... <laughs> What the heck is just a font? This is something I'm very passionate about, but I think by the end of this episode, you might understand a little bit more about why this is so important to me. Or you might not, so we'll dive into it. Sans, yeah, it's an experimental idea. It's something that I, as far as my research can show, has never been done before. It's a font that is supposed to be minimal and every aesthetic is supposed to save space is supposed to look right and be right and that will be explained a little bit more coming up so first of all the idea for sans came um just about like just under a year ago um i was working on a project where basically i wanted to have two lines of text one underneath another but I wanted there to be no vertical spacing in between the two. So basically I wanted like one line of text to be touching the other line of text on the bottom. This seems like a very simple idea. The problem is the modern infrastructure for most fonts just, it doesn't allow it. So initially I had no idea that this was a thing, but anybody who's worked in typography for a little while or even a day (laughs) could tell you about overshooting a tool that's used um, to make things look right even if they're not actually right. So when you're looking at a circle and a square together, and let's say they have the same height, you might be like, well, they're probably going to look about the same. Their heights are going to look the same. Their widths are going to look the same. The problem is the way that the eyes view them, the circle is always going to look smaller. Curved edges are always going to look smaller. So I haven't really actually explained overshooting. It's the idea that font developers will actually make those curved letters slightly bigger so that they look normal in comparison to their counterparts. It's a weird phenomenon, and I wish it didn't exist because it's made my life a lot harder, but I really wanted to make a font that tried to get rid of that whole idea of overshooting. Basically, what would happen is we would have, let's say, the letter S, right? When we use the letter when we use the letter S, it actually 
is slightly taller than all of the other letters. So that means that if you're trying to put the letters touching on the line, the S is going to actually intersect with the letter below it. But it's, it's sort of a problem. <laughs> like, that's, that's not the goal here. Like, you want it to be nice and clean, and that's just not allowed. So first and foremost, that's what I want to create Sans for, is a font that didn't use overshooting at all. And I'm not saying that I've found some better method to do this because so far I have not, but the way that I've designed it has been intentional so that, yeah, it's it really tries to get rid of that effect on the eyes. On top of that, there's also some other spacing issues. So the height of any given font is actually determined by literally four letters. And this always drove me crazy because once again, it determines how close you can get those letters together, which for certain aesthetics is very important. So those letters, the offenders, if you will, are G, Q, P, and Y. So if you haven't already thought about it, those, those all lowercase, by the way, those all have these things called ascenders, which basically go below that baseline of the font. So like, you know, where most of the letters start and um, they just, they mess everything up in the font. And once again, they they kind of determine how much spacing you can have because you don't want those weird looking intersections. And lastly, for the big reasons is just to create a it, like to create a really clean look, a really finished look. And um, a lot of people have thrown this word out in the typography world, which is a geometric look. And this font takes geometric design to an entirely different level because every single character was designed using either a line or a series of lines, a circle, a square, or a triangle. And that is the truth. <laughs> That's also why the Sans 3 logo, if you haven't seen it, is those four um, shapes because those are the basis of every single character made for this font. A lot of fonts, they look great. But then when you really analyze them closely, they have widths and they have shapes that are all over the place. And I really wanted to create something that actually was made for what it was supposed to look like. Take for instance, the lowercase a. If you look at any a made for a font, I don't know, like Arial, that's one that most people know, there's just a bunch of weird shapes that Nobody would actually write out. Nobody, when they're thinking about describing a letter, would be like, yeah, that's what that looks like, you know? That's what I want to do, is I wanted to go back to what what handwriting looks like, what, what people think letters should look like, and go from there, instead of trying to design from a typographical side. Sans 3 was also created so that anybody could have access to it at any time. So that's why Sans 3 is free. Sans 2 is free. Sans will always be free. We're even trying to get Sans on Google Fonts, so it would be even more accessible across the board. So at the time when Liquid was first working on Sans, we used Sketch, which is a um, vector-based program for Macs. I'm pretty sure it's only Macs. <laughs> but we eventually switched over to Affinity Designer, which is available for a bunch of different platforms. And not only because of that, but also because their, their path tools are a little better. A path is basically like what the shape of the letter is. 
And from there, we basically just design it using those shapes. That was it. That was the idea. There was nothing crazy about it. There was nothing out of place. Every letter was created for what it most obviously looked like. And then when it came time to work on those special characters that I was talking about, the, the P and the Q and the Y and the G, we had to come up with something new. So for the first part of it, we chose what I like to call the line. Put that in quotation marks if you want. The line was supposed to dramatically reduce the amount of space that the font took underneath it. But that was never the end goal. The end goal was to remove it entirely, which was what Sans 3 set out to do. There are some letters in the alphabet that look the same uppercase than they do lowercase, meaning the lowercase version is basically just a small version of the big thing. So we thought, why couldn't we just do that for G and for Y, right? So what if we made the lowercase G literally look like a capital G? but just smaller. <laughs> what if we made the lowercase y look a little different, but basically like the uppercase y, just smaller? What if we made the lowercase p basically like the uppercase p, except smaller? You, you get the gist. So that was the first step to creating this new sort of evolution of the idea of removing that space, having it tighter, closer together, and just nicer. And for Sans 3 specifically, this font also was the first one to include three different weights, which we designed separately to work in unison with each other, and I think they look great. But that's the gist. Sans 3 has a lot baked into it. It's not your run-of-the-mill font. It's not like any other font you've ever used, because it's made by a person, it's made by a team, really, that doesn't have professional views of how fonts are supposed to work. It's a, it's a complete disruption to the current definition of a font. And that to me is extremely exciting. I don't know if it means anything to you, but if it does, I encourage you, I plead with you, honestly, go to sans3.com. Try it out for yourself and see if you could really incorporate it into your workflow. And if you have any feedback for future generations, let, let me know. I am all ears. That's about it. That's the intention behind Sans 3. And this has been Designedly. Thanks for tuning in.